What's going on, everybody? The Questionable for Sunday podcast is back with another episode. Let's uh, go! It's good to be back with another episode. Connor, how you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm honestly, uh, I'm doing like shit, dude. My team sucks. Uh, I'm on a skid. I may miss the playoffs. And I hate everything about what I've done this year. All of my decision making has been awful. Uh, I think that I've left a lot of points in the bench. And I hate myself. However, I'm having a good day, man. So let's, I'm ready for the podcast, you know? <laughs> I'm ready to turn it around. Yeah, maybe a tough season, but today is a phenomenal day. We got football on TV. Colts taking on the Titans right now. It's looking like a 8.3 points for Ryan Dano. Are you kidding me, dude? Uh, he so. started off the first quarter with like seven. <laughs> yeah, he threw a touchdown the first drive. Uh, and then since the first drive, he scored two points. Yeah, hasn't been yeah looking, I think it was like six something. Hasn't been looking too good since then. Um, you should have traded a little harder for Rodgers, man. Should have, dude. Should have. But you are a special guest right here. Join the show. We got Ben. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Man, just feeling so good. Top of the standings. My team's <laughs> not that great, but I'll take luck over skill any day. Exactly. Uh, it, good like to you have said, you on, Ben. Um, sitting number one seed. Number one seed. Talk to us a little bit about being the number one seed with probably the number eight best team. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh, definitely unfamiliar territory. I don't think at this point in the season, uh, in past years, I don't think I've ever been maybe higher than fourth in the league. So, yeah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I definitely in the last like uh, you know three weeks, I think my team's kind of gotten a little bit stronger. Um, earlier in the season, definitely got some lucky wins, but yeah, here we are, feeling good. So, Here we are, man. Yeah, I was just looking and uh, taking a quick look at your draft because I love to pe- to review everyone's draft for the guests that we have on. Uh, you had a couple bangers. Uh, Devontae Adams, forty-three bucks. That was one of your big hits. Russell Wilson, eight dollars. You've been playing him a lot. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott for sixty. He was doing pretty well until Dak went down. The entire Dallas Cowboys offense sucks, even though he's still the fifth-ranked running back. Uh, you also had J.K. Dobbins for ten bucks. He might be good now. Who knows? A.J. Green for fourteen. That might be one you want want to have back. Uh, Deontay Johnson nine dollars. Ronald Jones six. I need to trade him away. Aaron Rodgers one. You had a pretty decent draft. I think I gave you like a pretty average score. I think you put me at the top of the middle tier, whatever that was. C yeah, plus. I think it's like in the B range. Like yeah. And how do you feel I'm, about that ranking? Top of the middle. Um, I I mean I think if you look at points for. That's probably right around yeah. where I am. I mean, top ben, of the middle. You're uh, sitting in fifth right now in points scored, uh, yeah. a whole one point six points ahead of Joe. So fifth, and then you're eight points behind me. So fourth through six is real close. Uh, yeah. Connor, I was just looking, dude. Uh, I think you're uh, ninth in points scored. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, you have to less be honest, points than Chris. What's between ninth and fifth right now? But how many points am I behind Ben right now? Uh, you're about seventy points behind. But, seventy uh, points. Yeah, I would say that the last three weeks I've. My team has underperformed by like 20 to 30 points every week, so it's been pretty brutal. I was, I, I actually was pretty high up there before my three-game skid, and now I'm just watching from the rafters, watching everyone else have all the fun. So, I mean, Connor, what's the deal? I mean, I mean uh, dude, you I say, man, you're the guest. I interview you, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll ask for you, Ben. No, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. You want to talk about I it? Mean, yeah, let's sure. talk about it. You I mean, were averaging so... 75 points over the last three weeks. Can Damn. you can you riff on that a little bit? I was yes, say. I can. Um, it's... It's been rough. Um, it's been a combination of a couple factors. I've had 
really weak quarterback play. Tannehill and Burrow, uh, either they've played poorly or I played the wrong one. Sometimes they both play poorly, even though Tannehill's 10th and Burrow is 15th. I mean, but Burrow had a bad start. Um, I lost Chris Carson and Raheem Mostert. Carson hasn't um, practiced since week seven. Mostert, I want to say, let's hasn't played since week six. So I lost my two starting running backs. Um, and then I would say some of my actual uh, studs have thrown up some duds. Uh, for example, last week, DeAndre Hopkins, even with Kyler Murray getting like 37 points, only gives me four and a half. So it's been a multitude of issues. Um, it's been a little unfortunate because I'm trying to get trades through. I don't, I'm not trying to get my, like, I'm not trying to get destroyed in a trade, though. And I feel like, you know, my team is pretty decent, but the past couple weeks, dude, it's underperforming. You know, on, throwing my team under the bus. On, on questionable for Sunday, we like to talk about, you know, teams that are actually winning. So let's move on from Connor just harping about. I his thought we talked team. about teams that have actually won, and that's why we never talk about your team. Uh, you've never won but, uh, the championship. I know for myself, I've never been on a three-game losing streak. I don't think. I mean, it's been a while. Oh, I've okay. Been... Let's... Have you fact fat- checked that? Because I would. <laughs> yeah, love that's to go yeah, back we're gonna have to get that. Feel- yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll talk to Steven feel- about that one. Feelings yeah. over facts on questionable for Sunday. I mean, Ben, I don't think you've been on any three-game losing streaks in a while. So, uh, Connor, uh, not this season. Connor, definitely, probably every season before that. Though. Connor, you're gonna have to provide the insight in this podcast about what it's like this year. Um, but let's 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 jump into today's pod quickly. We're gonna go over the the scores from last week. Uh, so looking at the scoreboard here, let's start with uh, let's start with Ben. Uh, it, it was a rough one for all of us on the pod last week, actually. Now that I think about it, Ben, you fell to Joe uh, by half a point, ninety-seven to ninety-six point five. Uh, we got Jordan with the big win, taking down Chris, one thirty-seven point one to one one hundred one point six. Hovey beats Amac, one eighteen to seventy-six point one. Curtis uh, completes the questionable for Sunday sweep with a victory over myself, one hundred two point two to ninety-two point five. We had Spencer uh, with the win against Connor, 108.3 to 84.9, and Jerry gets back in the win column as the high score, 135.1 to 129.4. Uh, so yeah, those are your scores from this week. Let's let's go quickly go over our highlights for the week. Connor, I'll start with you. Yeah, my highlight of the week. Um, for those of you who aren't who haven't really been paying attention, uh, there was an interesting uh, scenario that happened this week. I got a text from Hovey yesterday. Uh, which is a little unusual and um, he basically he was asking me if I can change people's emails in the league as the manager league manager which I can so I said yes I can do that um, and it turns out that his ESPN account was hacked um, the guy who hacked it his name was raisin the best <laughs> and raisin was spelt like I don't know like the dried grape raised the best i don't understand and so he didn't do anything with hobie's team i think he maybe just hacked his disney account because i know that espn disney is yeah. together and i think i get like whenever i reset my espn account i get a notification from disney plus saying i reset my disney plus account whatever i don't have disney plus so yeah i kicked a random out of the league and resent the invite to hobie but it was uh, pretty awesome hobie quick shout out dude you got to work on your basic op spec bro operational security very important. Don't be writing down those passwords on a sticky note. You want to make sure that you have a two-form factor set up for resetting um, and consider maybe getting a VPN. Um, however, the best part of that whole interaction was while I was texting him, because I had actually DM'd him on Discord previously. I sent everyone a Discord message about advice for my fantasy team as we're about to go over. And so I hadn't heard back from Hovi. It had been a couple days. And so while he was texting me, you know, Hovi isn't like the most 
uh, talkative person on Discord. So I just mentioned like, hey, I also sent you a DM on Discord. I'm going to post it here, here meaning our text conversation. And he replied, I saw it, my guy. Haha, <laughs> don't send it here. So <laughs> Hovey ghosting me harder than Jerry at this point. <laughs> but uh, glad to hear, you know, Connor, if you need the, the cybersecurity needs, Connor, you might be the official cybersecurity uh analyst of the True. questionable for it's Sunday not the podcast. First per- it's not the first person I've kicked out of this league. So. Exactly. So whoever rando uh, is hacking Hovey, get your ass out of here. Uh, yeah, we might have to get a follow-up on uh, what that password was. You know, one, yeah, two, three, four or something now like that. Now that's a great Hovey. question. I did not ask uh-huh. that. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, Hunter one? Oh, it's Hunter two, I think. Sorry. <laughs> what, what was your highlights or highlights from the week? Uh, so kind of, uh, two highlights, uh, Jordan and Curtis both getting wins. Love to see the bottom feeding teams getting wins. Jordan, I think you, I think you previously said Jerry was the highest scoring team. Pretty sure it was Jordan. It was Jordan. You're right. At 137.1. Put some respect uh, on his name. Just hanging a huge score on Chris. Um, Jordan's team and, uh, Curtis's team, they're kind of coming alive. Especially yeah. with uh, with Dalvin kind of doing what he's doing the last couple of weeks, it's uh, it's interesting to see. So I don't know. It's just good to see the bottom feeding teams kind of trending in the right direction. Can't really say the same about Amac's team. Shout out Amac. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the highlight. You like to see it. Everyone being competitive. I also had Jordan as one of my highlights of the week. Uh, second straight victory for Jordan. You know, improving his record to four and five, he's right in the thick of the playoff race. Whereas, you know, I think a few weeks ago, you probably would have counted his team kind of out of it, but he's right in, right in the mix. Uh, and that's two weeks in a row he scored 120 or more points. So some big totals from Jordan these last couple of weeks. Uh, an- another bottom feeder who got a victory. I got to give a shout out to Spencer with his victory over Connor. Spencer had lost seven straight games. He won his first game of the season, had lost seven straight uh, until the victory o- over Connor. Um, and, you know, his, his team's another team that could get kind of interesting. Nick Chubb coming back this week. Kyler Murray has been, you know, crazy. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift has become pretty productive for him. So maybe uh, Spencer turning into a tougher matchup down the stretch here. Um, you love to see him snap in the losing streak there. Um, and those are our highlights for the week. Uh, we got a quick award we want to give out. Actually, no, we don't. I'm kidding. I'm going to read the show sheet. Uh, let's quickly go over the standings we got here. We mentioned Ben sitting at the top of the standings, currently in the one, number one seed, and Joe also at seven and two. Those are your top two seeds. Uh, Jerry, despite being the highest scorer in the league, uh, as the number three seed at six and three, followed by myself at number four. Tristan, uh, he gets Christian McCaffrey back for one week. Now he's down again, but he's currently the fifth seed at five and four. And our sixth seed right now would be Hovey um, at four and five, but he is the second leading points getter uh we also have chris we mentioned jordan four and five connor and four and five amac three and six and then spencer and curtis at two and seven uh i think we said early in the year like after the draft uh it, it was going to be really competitive you, you couldn't really i mean there was going to be a lot of teams in the mix is kind of what we predicted there wasn't going to be um you know this uh, this large split between the top and the bottom of the standings. I feel like that's held true uh, for pretty much the whole season. I don't know what you guys think. You, you do you agree? Definitely, lots of parity this year. You love to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. We'll see what the last couple of weeks of the season have to show. That's true. It's going to come down to the wire, and it just kind of sucks because like 
So my team started hot and now it sucks. And I'd rather be in Jordan's position where his team started shitty and now it's rising. Because we saw four more games left of the regular season. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, you know, there's a couple teams at the top with seven points or seven wins, excuse me. Uh, but it's going to come down, I think, to points four. Um, if you really take a look at it, I mean, let's see, the number three to number nine spot in points four are all within 100 points. And, I mean, you could easily put up 20, 30 points more than someone every week. So I think that it's it's going to come down to the wire. It's exciting stuff here. Yeah. I think question for sunday podcast yeah you mentioned it four games left in the regular season now so we're coming down to home stretch obviously you know at this point every game is super important the points scored really important as well so it'll be interesting to, to see how things shake out these last couple of weeks uh connor you you uh, multiple times this week solicited for some some advice from the rest of the league members uh you've obviously mentioned your struggles these last few weeks uh you're looking to make some improvements uh you're, you know we're coaching connor this week on the podcast so uh, i'm curious to see what what you heard back from from the league members yep all right well um let's just say a new segment can we get the new segment noise please <laughs> thank you um yeah coaching connor so it's you know it's been pretty apparent to everyone that my team has been struggling i'm on a three-game skid and i'm one of the people in the league that everyone likes to shit on if i do poorly it's just kind of how it is comes with the territory of uh being the commish also part of the podcast every week so you guys have to unfortunately listen to me talk and ramble so you obviously love it when i'm doing poorly so i uh let's just go over some of the things i did what i do is I, I messaged everyone in the league and i asked hey uh you know i'm struggling uh i'll take it, the advice that you have and i'll, I'll read it on the podcast this idea kind of came up when uh i think we were playing uh some games on the last sunday night maybe uh you know chris and curtis were involved and it kind of just occurred to me that maybe I should, you know, ask the general group. So here we go. Here are some of my res the responses I got. First of all, Tristan, Joe, and Jerry all responded that they would send me advice and then never did. So classic out of the gate. Yeah, classic. Oh, I'll do it for sure. And then didn't do it. Uh, McCory sent me uh, just three letters. LOL. <laughs> Shout out, McCory. Keeping it real. What's um, up, McCory? <laughs> Uh, ben, you did respond as well. I hate to call you out on the podcast, but you, you did say, I think you should call it quits in fantasy football. Hang up the cleats and throw in the towel. You had a good run. Even a championship ring, which is more than most EIG members can say, talking about you, Eric. Time to walk away from the game. Your best years of fantasy football are clearly behind you. That's my advice. Brutal yeah. advice from Ben. Anything you want to add to that, dude? No, it uh, kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um here we go uh jordan with some some fantastic advice probably one of the few people who actually said something uh who who made a statement that was factual um my advice would be to consult eric before making a trade if he thinks you're getting a steal then do not make that trade clearly andrew <laughs> sucks and slayton and brown was an overpay talking about my trade with uh curtis uh yeah that's the amount of uh, heat i got for that trade turns out actually curtis is the winner and then uh, I got mean, also. Got is he really? Have those guys really uh, helped us? Uh, I think uh, John Brown had a good week last week. Uh, Mark Andrews has done bullshit. I mean, um, if John Brown played the Seahawks every week, then he might be a pretty good play. But but that's true. But he did in fact play the Seahawks. So, <laughs> anyways, so looking at Spencer, uh, he also gave some fantastic advice. Uh, more of a, a general life advice, I would say. He uh, Spencer sent me a note. He said, "Only advice is to care less if possible." But that's more of a do as I say and not as I do type situation. Um, that's very that's very Zen of Spencer. For those of you who maybe aren't well versed in Buddhism, the root of all suffering is desire. 
Looking at what, Zen Master. Yes, dude. For real. Uh, apparently no one here has done any research into Buddhism, I guess. You know, it's like the whole idea is that if you desire something, that's how you eventually will suffer because you have desire. So don't just don't give a shit about anything. Are you a practicing Buddhist, Connor? No, I'm not. Um, speaking of also other people who are not practicing Buddhists, Hovi uh, sent me a, a note as well. Eventually, I got it from him over text. He said, the reason your team is doing so bad is because you kicked Mitchell out of the league for no reason. And his ghost <laughs> is coming back to haunt you. <laughs> the ghost of Mitchell Kahas, dude. The weird thing your is team. I actually spoke with Mitchell last week, and now you're asking for advice. Karma is a bitch. What goes around goes around. <laughs> ah, brutal. Um, and then finally, uh, in probably the weirdest response, uh, Chris sent me a Word document. Um, that was odd. He sent me like a file. And I opened it up, and there's a couple quotes in here. Some of them are, are real, and some of them are made up. So we're going to just run through them. Uh, from Sophocles, misspelled, quick decisions are unsafe decisions. And from Sun Tzu, general management of the many is the same as generally management of the few. It's a matter of organization. So apparently I'm making quick decisions and I lack organization. Hard to say I lack organization considering I just use ESPN like everyone else. Couple fake quotations from user musicman8701. Stick to commentating StarCraft, you nerd. <laughs> from user not Steven Goskowski, try trading for a kicker. From user Mercurius is a fraud. Your dumb magic won't help you. Try a blockbuster <laughs> trade deal for Matt Ryan and Gio Bernard. <laughs> from outgoing Jordan, uh, he said, might as well stick to studying extremophiles. You suck at fantasy. That's a long, that's a deep shout out for those of you who don't get that. And then finally, from user Eric, son of Ericsson. Cock gobbling noises continued cock gobbling noises. So thank you, Chris, for the word document and the fake quotes. Really appreciate it. Uh, but all in all, I got basically no advice from anyone in the league, uh, which is basically what I expected. Everyone just revels in the fact that my team sucks and did not give me advice. Here, Connor, I say some advice live for the pod. Do you want to hear it? Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, let's. Wait a second. I'm actually, I'm a little bit confused. Did I? Who did I? Okay, because yeah, you did tell me you were gonna give me advice in the pod. Then, oh, Curtis. Okay, Curtis. I guess is the only one who did not respond to my advice. So, anyways, go ahead, Eric. Damn, Curtis. That's a rough dude. That's cold. So you know, Connor's over here asking for coaching, and you know, personally, I feel like I'm just not gonna give coaching advice away for free. You know, I'm not a fantasy football coach, and if I was, then you'd have to hire me. And, you know, maybe sometimes I drop some nuggets on the pod, but I think at this point it's pretty well known that no one gives a shit what advice I give on the pod because no one listens to it anyway. But, you know, well, here's Connor, your moment here, to shine. Here's, here's my moment to give you advice that you won't listen to as well, but I'm going to give it to you. Is this uh, real advice? This is sort of. So instead of instead of coaching Connor, I'm just going to tell Connor why he sucks at fantasy. Uh, the reason, number one, why Connor sucks at fantasy is because you know, Connor, you play in a couple other leagues, but I mean, these are real peasant leagues. And I feel like you just use the same strategies that work in your peasant leagues and try to apply them to EEIG. And it's just not the same. I mean, you're in a family league. Your dad doesn't even know how to make waiver claims. Your uncle only drafts white players. And I mean, you, I'm sure you probably dominate this league, but it's not the same when you bring it to the EEIG. I mean, this is real shit. 
I mean, Ben, a founding EEIG League member, myself as well. I mean, this is as good as it gets. You can't just bring is, any old is, peasant strategy. This is, uh, you know, this is the pros. You can't bring, pros. You can't bring that bad stuff here. Connor's playing in leagues where, you know, guys are just drafting players because they can change their nickname to something with cuck in it. I mean, in this league, you gotta, you got to be diving deep into the waiver wires. you got to be hitting the trade market. And I just feel like you're just applying these same old strategies from these little, these little midget leagues into the EIG. Uh, another reason why Connor sucks is because he overvalues all of his players on his team. Uh, he any player that's on his team, he holds him to a god tier status, and uh, it makes it really hard to make any trades with Connor because he's just going to overvalue anyone on his own team. He's just you know anyone on his team is good, anyone on your team sucks, so it's pretty much impossible to make a trade with them. Uh, so that's another reason why Connor uh, Connor's team sucks, and it's, it comes back to like you know earlier in this year I asked Connor. Well, if, if DeAndre Hopkins was on the table and he just immediately said no, it's like, I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. What if I would have made him a phenomenal offer for DeAndre Hopkins? But, you know, he's already just blown it off the table. Well, you, you have to, you did actually do that afterwards and it was actually a fake offer. And that's probably the second maddest I've ever seen you in my life. And it was, it was the stupidest thing to get mad about because I feel like if I asked someone if they want, if I wanted to trade for one of their players and they said no, I would say, okay. And I'd move on with my life. But you decided to really stay on that subject. No, I mean I've never met about fantasy football, so I don't know. What you're oh, uh, let me. I could. I honestly, I could pull the Texas up, dude. And I dude, can read that bullshit. You get mad about fantasy football all the time. You, you get, get mad about fantasy fake football news. every single week when I don't make a trade with you. Yeah. You guys ever Seriously. heard? Of, <laughs> you mean, this is just fake news at its finest. But I mean, this is this segment's about Connor, so let me keep going. Uh, another reason why How Connor sucks list, bro? <laughs> is because he focuses too much on the past, on the on the stats of the past. I mean, you know. Uh, Past performance is a factor into future success, but it's not the whole it's not the whole pie. There's more to it, and I feel like Connor is too focused on uh, how guys have done in the past and is using that to make his line decisions uh, or other roster decisions, and that's why he sucks. And uh, basically, like when I played Tyler Irvin this past weekend, good point. Basically, Connor sucks. That's why his team sucks. It's it just shows anyone can have one lucky season and win a championship. Uh, since he won that championship. Uh, he's never been close to contending. He'll he'll talk about Rashard Penny's ACL tear, but um, you know, it happened. You can't you can't change that. It's uh, you the one who decided to start Rashard Penny, and, he, and uh, you're the reason why he tore his ACL. So you should be apologizing to him, not the other way around. <laughs> and uh, you've never came close to winning the title again. It was a fluke when you won that one time, and uh, you, you, you suck because you're asking for coaching advice. And that's the end of my. Wow. Uh, Wow. wow. You know what's crazy, Ben, is that I I view this entire segment of me asking for advice as me being uh, having a humbling experience, asking my fellow man for how can I improve my team, and in that moment, Eric decides to just needle me. <laughs> just absolutely shit on you for like 10 minutes straight. Seriously. Unbelievable. So, I don't even... Eric, I have a question for you. The first... You said I do specific strategies that work in peasant leagues, but not our league. Can you name one? Uh... I don't know. No, I don't know. There, I, mean, I don't follow so your other leagues, but I just know the leagues you play in. Literally, number one reason why my team sucks, you can't even back it up with I any I just know examples. the leagues you play in suck. So, uh, there you go. Uh, you take okay. the suckiness from those leagues, and you spread it to your team here. Well, for those of you at home listening, uh, if you, you guys have fantasy advice of your own, uh, please write down your fantasy advice on a piece of paper and 
Throw it in the garbage. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm, I'm done asking you assholes for advice. All right, and that does that does it for coaching Connor. Uh, that was good. That was productive. Yep, yep. We got an award. <laughs> <laughs> we got an award. We want to hand out this week. It's the Ben Jarvis Screen Alice Award. It goes to uh, a fantasy relevant player with our favorite name. Uh, Connor, do you want to start it off? Nope. All right, Ben, you got something? Yeah, I got this one. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, best name, hands down. I mean, there's no, there's no contest. I think, I think you picked him up, Erickson. I did uh, for like a week or two. Yep, that's right. So yeah, obviously he has a ton of value. Um, best name, no contest. Olamide yeah, Zacchaeus, you gotta love it. Uh, for me, I'm going with Priest Holmes. Uh, Diving back, the priest, you gotta love it. Uh, he had some big fantasy years as well. 2002 and 2003, Priest Holmes scored over 400 fantasy points uh, both years, rushing for 21 and 27 touchdowns uh, in those seasons. And it's pretty crazy, just given the state of running backs now. It, he uh, tallied over 300 carries in both seasons. During those seasons, he averaged 21.1 carries per game. Uh, which is almost unheard of out of running backs now. But uh, to no one's surprise, Priest Holmes didn't have a very long career, and that's probably why. (laughs) But uh, that does it for our award, uh, which kind of sucked. I got to say, it's pretty hard to come up with new awards Wait, wait, I still have a person. I asked you if you had someone, you said no. You asked me if I wanted to go first. Oh, I got to round it up. Jesus. Well, uh, first of all, I didn't realize we could just go and talk about players who haven't played in 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. I have to go check all the other 47-year-old running backs to check out their names, just to check. Uh, but kind of a funny story, I actually also wrote down Olamide Zacchaeus, or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> Olamide so Zacchaeus. On the same page with that. Um, and then, yeah, just to move on very quickly, I have my own award. I call it the Eric Erickson Award. <laughs> it goes to the uh, the person who makes the worst segment every week. And uh, this week, Eric, you win it for, Thanks, for this segment. What I was going to say before... Uh... I shout out Connor there with, on the award. Was that uh, I sometimes have a hard time coming with up with a new award every week. So if you have suggestions, uh, make sure you drop in the Discord. Um, saying this, I know that I'll probably get zero suggestions for an award. So next week, your punishment will just be that you have to hear shitty awards until someone makes a good suggestion. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get some out of you guys. Um, but we got a new segment we want to debut. It's this week in EIG history. And uh, looking. Oh man, I haven't heard of this before. Can you talk about what the segment is? Yeah, we're looking back at past past years and uh, diving into the juiciness of what was going on in the league. So, uh, like I said before, it's hard to imagine that Connor actually won an EIG t- title based on his current performance. But let's take a look back at his 2017 championship season. Uh, in Week 10 of 2017, Connor took down Hovey, uh, famously named Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, with that with that uh, infamous photo there uh, in his thumbnail. he Connor took him down once, 17.2 to 90.5. Uh, ben, you were also a winner this week, beating Chris, 94.5 to 84.4. It was a dominating season for Connor. Got, got to give him a little bit of props. He finished 11-2 and two during his fluke title run, led by the dangerous receiver duo of DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill, uh, as well as Le'Veon Bell leading the way in the backfield. Uh, Connor, this is obviously a great time for you fantasy-wise. Uh, what do you remember from that championship season? 
I remember every moment of it. And in fact, I usually relive, relive those moments every Sunday as I watch my current fantasy team lose. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the 2017 title season for Connor, uh, it, it's only gone downhill from there, but um, yeah, you never know. There's still four well, weeks left Well, that's really the only the way it could go. I couldn't go up from first place, so. Uh, but we got a, we do got another new segment we want to debut. It's uh, called Let's Go to Target. Uh, Connor, the floor is yours. Yeah, let's go to Target. So for those of you out there who grew up in middle-class homes in the suburbs and you're like 16 and, yeah, maybe you can drive with around with your friends, but you don't have anywhere to go. You can't go to a bar. You don't have any money. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but me and my asshole frenzy would just drive around Vancouver and probably go to Target and walk around, maybe go to Fred Meyer and walk around. And in, in just as an inspiration, I was thinking this week, let's, we haven't done trivia recently where I came up with the questions. So let's go to Target is a 10-question trivia for Ben and Eric, and it's all about targets. Question number one. Uh, I'm not sure how to do this the best. I think you guys should just say your answers aloud. How, how does that work? Okay. Sure, sure. How, is there a way to buzz in or should we just blurt out the answer? Honestly, I say you just say it out loud and then you both like tell me who you're who, – it doesn't matter about speed. Um Question number one, who leads the AFC in targets so far this year? AFC in targets. Is this multiple, multiple choice? choice. Oh, okay. It's not. Damn. Uh, AJ Brown? There are a couple of questions are uh, multiple choice, though, but not this one. Okay, Ben says AJ Brown. Uh, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. So the correct answer is Stefan Diggs, who has 91 targets. Question number two, who, oh, leads, the, this is going. who leads the NFC in targets? Is it uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Okay, Eric says DeAndre Hopkins. Hmm. hmm. Let's go with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. The correct answer is Allen Robinson, surprisingly, with 86 targets. That's a t- That one shocked me. Question number three, who leads the Eagles in targets? Is it Greg Ward or Travis Fulgham? Fulgham. Okay, well, I'll have to go with Ward. Actually, uh, Correct I... answer is Ward. Greg Ward has 45 targets. Travis Fulgham has 44. So Ben gets on the board. Well done. Question number four, who has the most targets on the Detroit Lions? Gosh, who even is on the Detroit Lions? Yeah, uh, Danny Amendola. Okay, Eric saying Danny Amendola. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who's on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's our seven and two top of the standings manager right there. Correct answer is T.J. Hawkinson, Damn, who's on Jordan's team. 49 targets, surprisingly. Question number five: Robbie Anderson has 81 targets. D.J. Moore has 62 targets. Who has the third most targets on the Panthers? Mike Davis. Mike Davis, damn. Correct. Well, you guys both get it. It's not like first to buzz in. So both players get that one. Good job. That might have been too easy. Uh, and I remember when I came up with trivia questions for Jeopardy, Hobie said all my questions are too easy. So I was trying to make them harder this time around. Shout out, Hope. Question number six, who has the most targets out of the following three players? Sorry, excuse me, following four players. So I'm going to list four players. Tell me who has the most amount of targets this year. Gronkowski, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, or George Kittle? Gronk. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Ben goes with Gronk. And Eric goes to Hayden Hurst. Correct answer was Dalton Schultz has 55 targets. 
Hearst is 54. Gronk is 46. Um, question number seven. After leading the Cowboys with 119 targets last year, is Amari Cooper on pace to exceed this amount for this year? No. No. Through eight games, Amari Cooper has 83 targets, so he's on pace for 166, which is a higher number than 119. Question number eight. Even though he has missed four games, this player leads his team in targets. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, missed four games. Uh, Devontae Adams. Correct answer was Jamison Crowder, who... Uh, is still the leading target haver on the Jets. All right, two more questions, and we'll wrap it up. Question number nine. Which running back has the highest number of targets? Um, Kamara. Damn, that's a good guess right there. Okay, Eric, who are you going to go with? Ben has Kamara. I'm going to go with J.D. McKissick. Correct answer was Alvin Kamara has 72 targets. So Ben's leading three to one right now, even though he cannot name a player on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> question number 10 and the final question. We're going to make it worth two points. So if Eric gets it right, he'll tie it up. And uh, Ben, if you get it right, you'll extend your lead to five to one. Um, question number 10. Between Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, and Justin Jackson, who has the most targets through week nine? Justin Jackson. Sure. Ben, did you say that too? Uh, yeah, but that's no fun. I'll go with Eckler. Correct answer was Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly has 20 targets. Justin Jackson has 19. Austin Eckler has 17, which is actually crazy considering Austin Eckler has not played since week four. So to wrap up, let's go to target. Ben with three correct questions. Eric with one. Uh, congratulations, Ben. You are the winner of Let's Go to Target. Okay. What does he All win? Right. What is his prize? You I win a... A $3 gift card to Target. I'll send it to you. <laughs> All right. That was uh, Let's Go to Target. Some trivia from Connor. Uh, we're coming back with the recurring segment now. Uh, does Miles Sanders have COVID? Uh, Connor, can you fill us in here? No. Miles Sanders did not test positive for COVID this week. And that is Does Miles Sanders Have COVID? Uh, bef <laughs> before we dive into the rest of the pod, we have an ad from one of our sponsors. That's correct. Um, we do have an ad. Hey, everyone. The commish here. You know, as usual, we are wholly sponsored by the Badonk Bidet. Uh, I'm just here to say that there have been some exciting things going on at Badonk Bidet Industries. You know, I can't go into too much detail, but for those of you who don't pay attention to the stock market, Badonk Bidet Industries has recently acquired a company called Anticipated Annie, the market-leading software company specializing in deep learning programs designed to predict bowel movements. Anticipated Annie was started back in 2015 in Cupertino, California by two MIT grads who both have irritable bowel syndrome. As we only expect the finest quality out of Badonk Bay Industries, be on the lookout for new and exciting product lines which will incorporate artificial intelligence to save you both time, money, and fuck it. It'll save you some pleasure too. With its most recent acquisition, Badonk Bay stock, uh, which has the ticker symbol P-O-O-P, has driven 27% today after hours. So if you're looking for a long-term investment that benefits both your wallet and your tush, be on the lookout for a Badonk Bidet today. Awesome. Thank you to our sponsors for, you know, helping keep the podcast afloat. We couldn't do it without them. Uh, we had the waivers go through on, uh, you know, early. Oh, wait, actually, I got one thing I got to add real quick. Excuse me. 
Um, last week we had uh, had an advertisement uh, from the TMI tournament, oh, and yeah. I know that Eric, you actually stopped by TMI. I did. Uh, what, what were your impressions? I don't think anyone else did. I would be surprised. Uh, I, I wasn't there. For I know a, Chris did. I wasn't there for a long time, but you know, it looked like some pretty intense gameplay going on. Uh, I'm not super well versed in StarCraft, so I, I couldn't say you know how elite the gameplay was, but I, you know, I'm sure it was pretty good. You know, a three day tournament. Obviously, you know, people are grinding it out. Uh, we had you know Connor was on the mic dishing out some commentary. Uh, always good to see you know questionable for Sunday. Uh, tree expanding out into other realms so you love to see it and uh it sounded like it was a good time it was i did note uh because i can see the chat and i read it later uh you did actually say one thing in the chat you said uh uh let's see uh, uh you said like uh i don't know music man 8701 which would be me a plus starcraft commentator d plus fantasy football manager so i'm sure that very confused everyone watching a starcraft tournament someone's talking about fantasy football but i thought it was pretty funny i'm not gonna lie yeah, I mean, always love some some high quality gaming tournaments. Uh, definitely a fan. Uh, when when is the next uh, StarCraft tournament going down? That's a good question. So I don't think there's going to be one anytime soon. Um, I think that instead the next TMI, for those of you who don't know, that stands for the McHugh Invitational, will probably be Age of Empires <laughs> Two Definitive Edition. Um, nice. I don't know if anyone has like played age of empires 2 growing up but they came out with like a, a recent version of it um it's actually a lot of fun to play we'll probably have it like in january or february and we're i'm actually looking for bodies so if anyone's interested in playing some 2v2 age of empires so you can get a get a friend um play some 2v2 rts uh should be a lot of fun all right maybe i'll have to you know start practicing a little bit uh, yeah. ben did you ever play age of empires as a kid nope no, Did I was uh, we were. Is that a PC game? It is. Nah, uh, we never had the PCs. I could do the games really well. I mean, we were more of an N sixty four PS two type family, so yeah, never got into the the big PC games. Fair enough. Hey, dude, you guys were definitely N sixty four. It showed as we. <laughs> so, I hear you. Yeah, definitely some dominant N sixty four gaming going on at the Hisari household. Uh, oh yeah, I, I can attest to that as well. You um, already know. But uh, we had some waivers go down this week, so we want to quickly recap who we thought had the best pickup. Uh, ben, I'll start with you. Who'd you like uh, waiver wires this week? So I had a couple of them. Um, I actually thought the best one of the week. Well, it looked like most of the people were just picking up defenses. It was not a huge, uh, huge week for transactions. But I thought the best one of the week was AMAC picking up Tua for zero dollars. Um, I think AMAC can use help in a lot of ways. And so getting someone that you can probably start for $0, obviously a nice move. Uh, and then Erickson getting Richie James for $4. Had a big game last week. Um, kind of a speculative pickup uh, moving forward, but not bad, especially for 4 bucks. You know, who knows? Yeah, I think Tua is like kind of some high upside, kind of maybe some some big boom potential. And obviously mm-hmm. AMAC looking for some, you know, some big some big scores out of some of his guys. So Tua could definitely provide that. Uh, Connor, who'd you like on the waiver wire this week? Um, I got to give it to this Hovey. Hovey snatched Jared Goff from me. He, I mean, it was after the waiver wire. Um, and unf- I believe that you dropped him, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. He has a really juicy matchup this week. And I'm an idiot. And I fucked up my uh, – <laughs> 
I'm not like that much of an idiot. Eric, stop laughing so hard. <laughs> it's um, budget. I know he did. But basically, I, I was like, well, if I don't get – because I spent four bucks to get Washington's D, which I'm happy about. But I was like, well, if I don't get Washington's D, I want to get Jared Goff. So I had a dollar in for Jared Goff. But I actually was dropping a different player, and I should have had a – I mean, I don't know if you can do that. Could I have also put in a, another bid to pick up Jared Goff for $0 so I would have tied with Hovey? Yeah, you can put in multiple bids for the same guy for different amounts. There you go. So even if I'm dropping the same player? Yeah. Yeah. So I should have done that, which would have meant that I tied Hovey. I don't even know if I win that tie. I've lost, like, all the ties this year. So fuck if I know. Um, but, yeah, good job, Hovey. I think it's a really juicy matchup. Yeah, going against the Seahawks. Obviously, we all saw the game last week uh, where, you know, Josh Allen threw for – I mean, he had, like, three touch, passing touchdowns in the first half. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of one thing that bothers me about on ESPN just like quality of life wise for like the waiver wires is like the situation you're talking about you have to put in like multiple bids on the same guy just depending on like how your bids above that shake out I don't know what the fix would be but I feel like they can figure something out for it well not only that but like because I think the uh, I'm trying to remember but I feel I feel like the Washington's D they weren't even maybe they were dropped like yeah, Curtis like dropped time. him on Curtis when the first him. period went through. Right, right, right. But he, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. So, because yeah, I put in a bid for them as well. Um, but uh, yeah. you bid more than I did. But yeah, it's just like when you, when there's multiple ways the waivers could shake out, and depending on who gets picked up, you know, you're gonna bid on a different. It's kind of hard to to do it in ESPN. You have to, and if there's multiple guys you're bidding on, sometimes you end up making like. You have to make like 10 waiver claims just to kind of cover yourself in every situation, right. um, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but my, my a waiver pickup I really liked this week was Spencer picking up Josh Reynolds for eight bucks. Uh, you mentioned the matchup going against the Seahawks. I was listening to something today and it's talking about like how in nine games, the Seahawks have allowed like 19 different receivers to finish inside the top 25 or something like that. So Jeez. taking taking a stab on a guy like Josh Reynolds, uh, he's had some big games. He's had a big game this season. Um, taking a stab, obviously, in a good matchup for Spencer, I thought, um, was a pretty nice pickup there as a flex play this week. Um, we had two trades go down this week um, in consecutive days. We're going to recap those quickly. Uh, the first one happened on Tuesday. Um, and both trades involved myself, and they both involved a similar player. Um, so started the week on Tuesday with McCoy. Who, by the way, was also traded last year between you and Ben. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, McCoy trades Take Aaron Jones and Jared Goff to myself for Darren Waller, Christian Kirk, Justin Jackson, Travis Homer, and Michael Gallup. Uh, obviously, I can share my thoughts on a trade, but I'm curious to see what you guys have to say on that one. I thought it was okay. I mean, um, definitely McCory needed to make moves. I think it was more dangerous for his team just to be stagnant and not do anything and kind of like definitively be the worst team in the league. So I, I, I give him props for making moves. Um, I mean, obviously Aaron Jones has a lot of upside. Um, so I think, I mean, you're getting a lot of value out of that Erickson, but I think that this is going to be net positive for both teams. Connor, you have any additional thoughts? Yeah, um, I mostly agree with Ben. I mean, just taking a look at uh, McCory's team, he—I mean—he definitely needed more players to play. Like, he just needs guys that to put in flex spots or wide receivers. So, I mean, yeah, he got a, he got like you know some good guys back, Darren Waller, Christian Kirk. Um, to be honest, though, like I think that 
uh, Eric wins the trade, though. Um, I feel like um, outside of Darren Waller, uh, the rest of the guys suck. And you got Aaron Jones, who's the top five running back. So. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they say, like, whoever gets the best player in the deal wins the trade. Um, obviously, Aaron Jones is the best player in the, in the deal. Uh, Justin Jackson, um, he got hurt the last game during warm-ups, actually, and didn't play. Um, sounds like he's going to be out again this week, so that's kind of a blow for McCorry uh, in that the running back he got back to replace Jones might not even be playing. Um so, but Darren Waller, obviously a top, he's probably the number two, he's the second best tight end at this point. Christian Kirk has been, uh, Kirk's been on a tear recently. Yeah, he's a lot of them big games. Yeah. He's been taking all my DeAndre Hopkins points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Homer and Michael Gallup were kind of just throw-ins on my end. I was kind of planning to cut both of those guys. And so I think, like you said, Ben, he's just like looking for more guys at this point. Like his, his roster is not too great. So he's just trying to, um, He's just looking for guys he can use to fill in, so that those guys are felons. And uh, obviously, for me, I'm just kind of at this point in time when I made the trade, uh, I was kind of uh, looking to get a stud in Aaron Jones, and that's what he was. And I was happy in that I didn't have to give up one of my top running backs to get him. Uh, but Aaron Jones wasn't a, a coochie tickler for too long. Uh, just a little over 24 hours, he was on the team. But I ended up trading Aaron Jones to Joe. Uh, the next day on Wednesday for Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Gibson. Um, and for me, receiver was is obviously was obviously my weakest position. Uh, Tyree Kill has obviously been great as my number one receiver, but after that, like my receivers were Jarvis Landry, Antonio Brown, and Corey Davis. It's not really guys you can fully count on to produce every week. So I was able to get two receivers who I feel like are solid contributors every single week: it Woods and Godwin, and Antonio Gibson. Um, is still a solid running back piece. I feel like he's a top 20 running back the rest of the season, so I uh, get a guy who I can put in that spot that Jones would have been in who's still a solid every week starter. Um, I don't know if you guys had any additional thoughts on that one. I think my only thought is that you fucking love to make trades, and you get you get such a big boner for just working up deals all across the league, and good for you, Erickson. Yeah, I mean, it was a good week for me making two trades back-to-back. I feel like I made my team uh, significantly better, um, you know, turning the, the, the players I gave up to McCorry, and uh, I also sent Corey Davis to Joe, I guess. I forgot to include that. But, you know, I feel like I improved from where I started the week. I improved my team at running back and wide receiver, and I obviously took a hit at tight end with losing Darren Waller, but I do have Gronk behind him, so it kind of helps soften that blow. Um but yeah, it was an active week for me on the trade wire. Obviously, I made two in two days. Ben, I was trying to make a trade with you for a while, um, but nothing went down. Uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out in the future. But uh, ho- hoping yeah, we'll to hoping to get something done with Ben uh, in, in in future weeks. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I was happy with it. I feel like um, I'm I'm pretty stoked about where my team's at. But not that you guys even care at all about that. So uh, hopefully, I'll get second place again. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we're going to wrap up the pod, as always, with our uh, final couple segments here, starting with our Week 9 picks. Connor, I'll start with you. Who are you taking this week? Oh, man, I'm not even ready. So I'm taking you. Like uh, I have to take myself, although I hate like, – because everyone knows I take myself every week, right? Over so Jerry, just, though? Dude, I take myself every week. I, I have to maintain Woo! confidence. I'm only projected to lose by 25. Uh and that's after Tannehill is playing like shit tonight. 
Um, so I'm taking taking uh, myself. I'm taking Eric. I'm taking Joe. Um, I'm taking Ben. I'm taking Jordan over Curtis. And then I think uh, who am I missing? I think oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm taking Chris over uh, um, Spencer. Sorry, Spencer. All right, I'm taking myself as well. Chris got a huge performance of Naheem Hines tonight, 26 points. It's it actually was, unfair that we already know that. So that's it, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of got to take Chris there. I'm taking Joe. Ben uh, going against Hovey. Hovey with Mahomes and Kelsey out on bye this week. So I uh, got like Ben's team there. Uh, I'm taking Jerry over Connor. And I'm going to take Curtis to pick up his second straight win uh, in his matchup. Uh, ben, round off the picks here. Who are you taking? Yeah, so I got Erickson over McCory. Uh, Curtis over Jordan, Chris over Spencer, Joe over Lobade Squirts, um, Jerry over Connor. That'll be it. That's that's for sure. And I, I'm picking my team over Hovey, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than you're making it out to be. He picked up Goff, who is going to just shred the Hawks, and yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm feeling less confident about my game as the week goes on, but I'm still going to take my team. So you got to, got to pick yourself when you're, when you're on a podcast time to shine. So yeah, some should be some good matchups this week. And, you know, like we said, a, a lot on the line now with just four weeks left. Um, but it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It's Jerry's berries. And I got to say last week was a great nailed week it on Jerry's picks with the Jerry's berries. His fruit of the week, Brandon cooks, Scored 15.8 points. He was a top 20 wide receiver. His bad berry, DJ Moore, 2.8 points. So uh, super correct right there. And in the hypothetical matchup of Jordan versus Connor, he said Jordan would smash his 119 point projection. And like we said earlier, Jordan was the high scorer of the week, 137.1. And he smashed, he gave Connor that hypothetical L in the matchup there. So, I got the hypothetical L and the real life L. <laughs> and the real one. So it was a dominating week for, for the for the berries. Uh, we got another one, and it's time. So let me fire it up here. Hello friends, and welcome to a tradition unlike any other. It's week 10 of Jerry's Berries. I am your host and reigning green jacket champion, Jerry. As we all know, it's Master's Week, a tradition unlike any other. And we have our own traditions here at EEIG. Connor's team is tanking. Eric looks primed for his annual second place run and to me, your host, leading the league in points. You love to see it. And now, on to today's coverage of Jerry's Berries. Let's see if this week's players will carry their projected totals or fall short. First on the tee, from the Carolina Panthers, Robbie Anderson. Projected 12.2 points this week, needs to hit a good one here to carry over that projection. Oh, oh no, that one just comes up short and in the water. That's a bad berry. Next on the tee, we have Tyler Boyd from the Bengals. Projected 12.4 points. Let's see how he fares on this one. So this might be the tournament. Clean contact. 
Nicholson. Absolutely incredible. The greatest shot of his life. Oh, what a shot. Boyd has a touchdown in two straight games, and I think he makes it three this week. Tyler Boyd is this week's fruit. Now, moving on to the Week 10 Green Jacket Showdown, we have our closest projected matchup, Let Dow Cook and Chris on a Wednesday. Chris on a Wednesday is up first. Let's see if Jordan's team can make a charge and if EEIG favorite Gio Bernard can save the day once again. Jordan finds the water and opens the door for Curtis to take home the green jacket. With Michael Thomas back for Curtis's toilet bowl run, or rather toilet bowl avoidance run, let's see if that will be enough to win the elusive green jacket in this week's fruit. Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most! Many doubted we ever see it. Here it is. The return to glory. Congrats to Let's Dow Cook on the green jacket and the fruit of the week for week 10. Now, back to your host. I mean, like, golf vibes to Jerry, golf vibes to Jerry. It's just, job, I mean, Jerry. week after week, the production quality just gets better. It's uh, its astonishing. I love it. It's, it's definitely a highlight of the podcast. Let's just, just quickly recap. Bad period this week, Robbie Anderson. Uh, the fruit of the week will be Tyler Boyd, and he's taking Curtis in a close matchup, a closely projected matchup to take down Jordan. Uh, let Dal Cook, hoping to avoid a total appearance now for uh, after last year's run. Um and we got one more, one more highly anticipated segment now to round out the podcast. Uh, as mentioned previously, Little Bidet Squirts has hit the mic again this week uh, to drop some hot bars. So let's see what he's got to say this week. This is for Big Ben. AKA Hazmat, the first product of Barb and Tea. Wait, who? Ben Hazari? Huge douche. Big MK guy thinks he's the shit. Call me out in Chelan, but I made him my bitch. Just ask David Sosa, the kid came in clutch. Got Nintendo to work, but it didn't help Ben much. He loves to lose to tease in the stable. Got fucked up by his dad for years on the ping pong table. I guess all that losing made him look the other direction. Away from U-Dub and toward a half-chub wazoo erection. He was the big boy on campus, becoming a present of frat. All his fratty little minions petting Ben's dick like it was a pussycat. They'd say, who do you know here? Oh, we're good friends with Ben. Oh, wow, brother, say it with us. Amen to Ben. He was the king of this castle, now he's back down to earth. Stashing three QBs like he thinks that's gonna work. Interesting thought though, since he doesn't recommend a threesome, regardless of that fact, he knows Breeze to Cooks his money this season. 
shout out human orangutan. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, that was cold. Wow. Ben. Dude, can I just thoughts? say, dude, that's probably one of my favorite beats of Tristan so wow. far. That was wow. nice, dude. I mean, I got, I got to say, that was just fire. It's just fire. Again. Just, I mean, uh, it speaks for itself. Shit. It's like, at a certain point, you would think, like, maybe one of these diss tracks wouldn't hit so hard. But <laughs> it's just not the case. Like, the beats... The lyrics. Dude, and he gets he does some deep ass research. My god. <laughs> He's all over the place with that. God damn. I feel like he's always switched up his flow. Like it doesn't no track sounds yeah. the same. I mean whoever gets last place this year has got their work him. cut out for him. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. fucked. Because they're fucked, dude. they have huge shoes to live up to. And <sighs> like I, I mean, I don't even know like how they're going to be able to perform their last place punishment after seeing what Tristan's putting out every well, week. We have to come up with a last place punishment. How can we top this? Uh, that's what you I'm know? saying. Like, just for us to choose one. I mean, I feel like we just got to like. I mean, I feel like we've been pretty tame on our punishments as far as like the commitment to it. I mean, Tristan oh, obviously yeah. took this one to a new level commitment wise, but I mean, we got to maybe we got to go real extreme this year, Connor. I don't know. I think so. We're gonna have to do something. But, uh, dude, honestly, great job by Tristan. Quick shout-out. Like, he's killing it, I think, with this. And that's just another gem to add. That was great. Absolute gem. Great way to uh, end the podcast. How, wait, by the way, Ben, how are you feeling about afterwards? Like, are you – like, is it a little hot in your room right now? Or so, you can't really – Honestly, after the one about Joe, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, yep, yep. Like, Tristan's <laughs> going to make me cry after he does mine. <laughs> So like it was, I mean, obviously there were some stingers in there, but I, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, at least it's it's over for you now, right? No more diss tracks yep, coming yep. your way. It's over. Ass, it's over. He didn't claim that I get boners when I poo. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> but I mean, the diss tracks have been great. It's always a great way <laughs> to wrap up the podcast and. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode, Ben. It was great having you on, man. Thanks for stopping by, Ben. Great guest. Any, any, any last words for for the audience out there? Uh, just uh, once again, it uh, it's better to be lucky than to be good. I, I couldn't agree anymore. Uh, obviously, sitting atop the standings, you gotta love it, Ben Nazari. Sitting at what are you now seven and two, looking for it. another win this week, Connor. Another great show, man. I uh, appreciate your humility and asking for advice. Uh, yeah, you know, I appreciate you actually giving me advice. Oh, wait a second. Uh, any any last words for the listeners? Yeah, you know, I just want to let everyone out there know that, hey, maybe, you know, this fantasy football year isn't going as well as you'd hope. I mean, in our league, we have 12 players. But, you know, at the very end of that, there's only one winner, right? So there's 11 people who are disappointed. And I just want to give a little shout out to everyone who's having, you know, they're on the downswing. Maybe their life's a little negative right now. You know, hang in strong. Ask your friends for advice. And uh, surely they won't disappoint you. They won't. And just, just remember, Connor, that the ghost of Mitchell Kale House will always loom over you. Um... That was the funniest part, dude. I got asked to kick that motherfucker out. I got asked, dude. Always out here claiming dude. I did it because I'm a fucking tyrant. I don't think so, dude. Dude, but, Connor uh, didn't consult any of us before kicking him out. I just want to put that consult out there. anyone, dude. Put <laughs> uh, down the hammer. <laughs> that does it for this week's podcast. Look uh, forward to catching up with you guys next week. We'll see you later. See ya.